Amen. All right, again, we have some rules of engagement just so we're on the same page. Uh, listen today like you've never listened before, right? Um, so that means even if you listened really intent of last week, you listened at a whole nother level this week. Or two weeks ago when I first said it, you listened at a whole nother level this week. And so to help you listen, take notes to help you stay focused. That helps you to stay focused when you take taking notes because you're dialed in. If uh, Pastor Keith is going too fast, don't worry about it. Take the notes that you can take. You can always, like we said, get the CD, download it on SoundCloud, so you're really hearing what God is trying to say. Um, I don't know when I asked this question, but either uh, the the Dixons was listening to something, or or and I asked the question, uh, "Why do you come to church?" Right? And so Marcus asked you. And you said, I come to church to expect to get something from God. Right. And then in specific, to hear what God has to say, right? Okay, so that's why we all should be coming to church, right? But you got to be attentive. You got to hearken. What Deuteronomy says, hearken. That's listening with the intent to obey, right? All right, so, 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 okay, so we said, so make sure you, you me meditate on what God's talking about because he's trying to get something to us in this season. And as we talked about before, because his people's getting devoured and God's tired of that, tired of his getting pe people getting devoured. So he wants to make sure uh, we're devour-proof or curse-proof as we've been talking about, right? And so we said search the scriptures to see if it's so. So write down scriptures. You're going to get a lot of scriptures today. Um, all right, so please write them down. Search them out for yourself. Uh, we were talking about this morning, the Master Life class. Uh, it's been prophesied it's going to happen in Charlotte, but uh, we were talking about revival, how, you know, I was looking through a video, the history of revival, uh, the Azusa Street revival. And um, an interesting thing is the first, the, the, the first one took place in Topeka, Kansas. They just realized that there's another level besides salvation, sanctification. That's all they did. They just started to set themselves apart. And look, look, they they start not going out to regular interviews. Up to that point, Christians was just, well, we save. We'll just continue to go with the flow like the world. We'll just stay conformed. Like some of us do. We just go with the flow. Like we don't even realize, like, like we'll be having, uh, uh, you know, like this is uh, October, right? We'll be putting up like a... Uh, witches on brooms outside of our house, spiders and spider webs and stuff like that. Because you know, because the world says this is the uh, this is a holiday season, so we just be conforming to stuff. Like we don't realize what we're conforming to. We don't know that it's a ritual. We don't know that it's even a demonic ritual. We just okay, everybody else is doing it. And so, not trying to put nobody down because sometimes we're my the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Sometimes we just kind of going with the flow. We're not just intentional. Right. But back then, they were just like, hey, well, you know, salvation, we all saved. I guess we're going to heaven. We can just chill. No. Then when they realized sanctification, they start sanctifying themselves, and a power of God showed up. I mean, people start seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, and healing. Just with sanctification. Then the next level was baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is in the Bible. They start reading in Acts chapter 2. They was like, well, they was filled with some power. Stuff start changing. They said, whoa, whoa, there's another level. Right? But it was in the Bible the whole time. They just weren't reading it. Right? So, so when I ask you to, to write down the scriptures and read it, because a lot of times there's things in the Bible, but we're not reading it. And in and, and, and some cases, because we didn't know. In some cases, we don't want to know. 
because the more I read, then the more I'm accountable to, and I might have to be sanctified. Ooh, spooky, right? Right? I might have to. Ex- I might have to f- float a little bit with the spirit. Flow with the spirit. I might not be able to be in control. I might have to cut out some of the things that I'm doing. Uh oh. Oh man. You mean if I live for God, I gotta stop doing stuff? But it feel good. Yeah, but what is it costing you? All right, so we talked about, remember I asked the question, how people raised their hand a couple weeks ago, how many people are living, when they wake up every day, are they making sure they're, they're devour-proof or curse-proof? Yeah, some people just, hey, I'm positive. Or look at this one. I sacrifice for a lot of people. So if something bad happened to you, why you get mad? Because you go, but I made sacrifices, Right? So you feel that you don't deserve anything bad to happen because what? You're doing good deeds and you're making sacrifices, correct? So, so we're talking about damaged thrones or we call them faulty thrones, right? And we said a faulty throne is what? Has a built-in weakness. So that means even though it's going to rise and elevate, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship, uh, a business, a dream, you know, it's going to build. It's going to look like it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Okay, so we, we, uh, this church is, uh, is uh, one story high, right? So the foundation was designed to handle it being at level one. But we decided, you come up with the bright idea, Stella, we're going to put another story on top. So, so, so people walking by, they go, what they doing over there, Eric Christensen? They put another level on it, man. That looks sweet, Right? Then, then, then after that, we decide, let's put another level. Because every time we grow, we'll just add a level. And then we, we build a third level, fourth level, fifth level. And people drive by going, man, you seen that one church that was on the corner, remember? Man, they got like five levels now. We still looking sweet. But on the outside, we look what? We're elevating. But what's happening underneath? The foundation was only designed to handle one level. We put five levels on it. We're the right pressure or storm away from caving in. So it doesn't mean you don't grow. It doesn't mean you don't elevate. What it means is if, you, if, if it's faulty underneath, you're just the right pressure away from it caving in. Right? All right, so just keep that in mind. We, we talked about that a little bit. So we said we don't want to be susceptible to the curse, right? We don't want to be susceptible to the curse. So let's do Deuteronomy 30. And again, when you hear the scripture, write it down. I may be going faster than you can get to it or take notes, but just, just write it down and you go search it out for yourself. Don't take pastor's word for it. Uh, was it Acts 17, 22? Search the scriptures to see if it's so. See, so, so now, Sabrina, can't nobody walk out the door? I, mean, I don't believe that. No, 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 you, you don't know what you believe yet because you ain't searched the scriptures to confirm it. So you're making your final decision based on your research, right? Right? right. Unless you got revelation while you're sitting here, you already made your decision, man. I know that's God, right? Or if it confirms something you've already been studying. But let's say you didn't study it. Go, search the scriptures, see if it's so. And then now, because that's going to, you know, what you... Uh, recognize or realize predicates your, your inspiration for uh, obedience, right? All right, so Deuteronomy 30, gave you time to get there. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. So it's saying, we can record this right now. 
The whole world's watching. You, you can call me on this. It says that I have set before you what? Life and death, blessing and cursing. So you've been given choice. Life or death, blessing or cursing. But then he says, therefore, this is after the colon, choose life. So he gave you the options, but he told you what the best one was. So if he said before you life and death, he says choose life, then we would choose blessing, not cursing, right? We got that, right? So I, I know that's review. John 10.10. 10. Let's go there real quick. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. Breathing all hard like I ran or something. Like John 10. <laughs> all right, so John 10.10. 10. It says this. It says, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy right it says i am come that you might have life and that they might have it more abundantly so so, so it says the thief is trying to steal kill and destroy right that, that's all he knows how to do right and that's the, the, the devil he's just trying to steal kill and destroy. he says but i can't that you might have life but that's not it it's not just about you being birthed to live he says, and that life more abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. And we, we're gonna, I'm going to explain that here shortly. So, so it's not just existing, because you could just exist, just be here, you know. But no, no, it's, it's an abundant life. You're going to produce uh, way beyond what you need. Produce way beyond what you need, all right? So that's John, John 10, 10. And then let's go to Malachi 3. We read that to Malachi 3. Again, just, you know, just write it down. Malachi 3, and we'll start here at verse 8. It says, uh, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, when have we robbed thee? The answer is in tithe and offering. Right? That's how, that's how you rob me, right? It says, look, ye are cursed with a curse. Remember I said, God is saying a lot of people are getting devoured. He says, you are cursed with a curse, right? It says, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. That word nation in the, in the Hebrew means people, even this whole people. It says, bring ye all the tithes, that's tenth, uh, into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me again just like record test me now not next week herewith saith the Lord if I will not open up the windows of heaven look and pour you out what a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive uh, I can't that you might have life more abundantly same thing and I will rebuke the devourer, not devour, devourer, uh, uh, yeah, I lost my place. Hold on. Oh, okay, there you go. I rebuke devourer for your sakes. Look, and he, so it's talking about a person, shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast forth fruit before time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed. All nations shall call you what? Bless. Bless. All right, so let's go to 1 Peter 5. Let's go over to 1 Peter 5. So be sober and vigilant, right? Why? Because your adversary, the devil, what? Walketh about seeking whom he may what? Devour. So when he talks about the devourer, he's talking about the devil, right? So I just want you to connect this, connect the dot. Like when you read through the Bible, is 
It's humility, it's history, and harmony. So I'm, I'm, I'm humbly looking through because I know there's certain things I don't know. History, I'm not trying to take it out of the context of the history of what happened. What was he saying and why was he saying at that time? Harmony, how does this scripture line up with other scriptures? So that's why I'm giving you connect the dots, right? You know, because we could take one scripture and then turn it into a, a religion like people do, but it, it doesn't harmonize with nothing else in the Bible, okay? So you got me there? Let's go to 1 John 2, right? Because remember, we said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that would be a way of being devoured. And, and last week, you can write down the scripture I gave you, Luke twenty-two thirty-one. 31. It says, uh, Jesus was telling the uh, disciple, he says, uh, I pray that your faith fails not. He says, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. I pray that your faith fails not. He says, when you're converted, go strengthen your brother. Uh, Luke uh, 22, 31 and 32, right? So, so he, he devours trying to break you down, like break you down, like sift you as wheat. That means break you down, right? And he's trying to devour you, but how he's trying to devour you is trying to steal, kill, and destroy what's in your life. Right? We got that so far? All right, so First John 2. I told you that already, right? All right, so verse 16. Verse 15. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And that's, it's basically saying don't conform to the world. Right? Uh, it says, if, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Right? It says, for all that is in the world. Now, I was telling you it was in the world. The reason why I tell you not love the world, because the world has been filled with the little G, God of this world, and he's, he's just put entrapments, enticements, uh, setups, you know, the temptations, right? It says, uh, it's for all that is in the world. Look, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Don't, don't, that's his key. That's how he's going to get you. Or just poverty, sickness, and death. That's the curse. Poverty, sickness, and death. Right? So he's trying to steal your wealth. Right? Right? He's, he, right? he's trying to kill your life. Right? Still kill, and he's trying to d destroy your health. Right? All right, so you got that, right? All right, so again, I'm just, uh, so, so again, the, the devourer is trying to devour you. And so just real simple, like uh, the definition of devour, it's, uh, it's to eat, whether it's, it's to consume something or pray or something you're trying to do, it says hungrily or quickly, ferociously. So, 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 so when, you, when someone's trying to devour you, you know, I have a, a friend growing up, so I'll give you a shout out, Keith. Uh, uh, used to live on Chancellor Avenue in Newark, and so we used to go. We used to go like and buy snacks, and so my wife get on me about that. So if I'm eating like a bag of chips, or you know, back in the day when I I, I, I was eating too many sweets, the Oreos, I'm, I'm 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 devouring that stuff. Like I'm not like, but Keith ate like. I was like, dude, how are you even enjoying it? Like you do that sometimes too. Like you know. Just, I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm putting the whole thing in my mouth. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, like, come on. I, you know, I'll enjoy it while it's in my mouth. Not, and he tasted, you know. But when something is being devoured, it's gobbled up. And so, 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 so even though it, 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 it happens to you out of nowhere, 
Oh, oh, so we use uh, Hurricane Michael. The reason why a lot of them people got trapped is because it, when they went to sleep, it was a category two. When they woke up, it was four. But they went to sleep. And, 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 and it, because normally it's a progression. Like the last hurricane, I don't know what the hurricane, Florence or whatever, it started out as like, it was like a four, and then it kind of went down. But they, two, and then this is, this is not, this is the Gulf Coast versus like the, the Miami side. Miami and them, because I have a friend in Miami, they used to hurricanes. They know what to do. When they see it coming, they got their stuff boarded up. But on that side, it was like uh, uh, Destin or Panama City. It was vacation. When they hear a hurricane, they're like, yeah, it's probably going to be over there. And then when they heard it's two, they're like, well, we really don't really get hurricanes. So, as you know, it's like, yeah, like we do sometimes. Be like, yeah, they say it's going to be a hurricane. And when people be calling us, we be like, man, we all right. Right? So that's what they were saying. We all right. But look, look. It picked up without warning, and it devoured stuff. Man, when you saw the pictures, it was it was taking whole buildings, whole whole houses, wiping them out. It was before they could defend themselves, they were devoured. That's what the adversary tries to do. Without warning, it looks subtle, and you'd be like, "Man, please, man, I'm I'm good." He's just, he's overtaking you. Right, so that's, that's what devour is. Now, let's go to Proverbs 26. Let's go to Proverbs 26. Proverbs 26. Because, see, we, see, I think we all got good hearts and we mean well and we want to do right. I, I really do believe that. You know, I know sometimes Pastor Keith comes on strong, but that's how I am. You know, I, you know why are you laughing like that? And then you had that laugh like, yeah, I know. See, well, but I'm saying, like, but no one in here could say Pastor Keith don't love him. But love him enough to speak the truth. I think we were talking about that uh, master life, right? So I love you enough to speak the truth. And I know it's tough because some of y'all ain't used to nobody saying nothing. Because y'all confident. Y'all come on strong. Ain't nobody. Okay. How many of y'all, some of y'all know y'all come on strong? Okay. How many of y'all know y'all can intimidate people? You just leave them hands up. And in the same breath, you be wondering why nobody's saying nothing. They scared. They scared of the snapback. You know, like, oh, y'all know what the snapback is, right? You know, you know, some of y'all could, you know. Now, but the difference is, y'all come on strong, but like I, I, I gotta be obedient to God. I fear God more than I fear you. Now, I'm not tough. It's just you can come on as strong as you want. <laughs> I, you ain't coming on stronger than God. So some of you are, it's, 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 you're getting acclimated to being addressed at all because you've mastered the art of, of deflection, distraction, and intimidation. Okay, if you're married, don't take my word for it, ask your spouse. <laughs> right? right? When you get, get to the crib, ask your spouse. N not right now, Ed. I said when you get to the crib. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know, you don't have to wait till we get to the crib. I just, <laughs> you see a little nudge. All right. So what I'm saying is, so, but I do believe everybody's heart is right. I Listen, ask my wife. Like, I, that's why some of y'all were like, you should get on them more. Now, now, y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm loving on them. I said, love on them more. Now, that's going to be some truth too, right, Stella? Right? <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm saying that to say like, like, when you hear what you're going to hear today, some, some of it is going to be like, oh, man. 
Well, but, but, but that's how you grow. Right? You know, so, so, so growing pains. Ask the mothers when they birth in a miracle. It cost mom to birth y'all. It, it cost something. It was hurting. Like, it wasn't easy. So y'all act right because she went through that pain. Right? At least in the, like, hey, I know, I know some moms being there be like, no, nah, no, nah, I changed my mind. No, nah, no, nah, you can give it to another family because I'm not doing this. Right? Right? All right, so, 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 I'm saying something. It's, it's called travail, right? Right, right? My wife is like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it, it, it costs something. So you're going to birth some things here with the next few months, but it's going to cost you. Right? Like, like you want something, but it may, it may, you, you're going to have to experience something to get it. Okay? All right. Good, good, good. Now, because <laughs> there's stuff running through my head. I right, so, because you know how sometimes you feel hopeless? You ever, you ever felt hopeless? You raise your hands. You ever felt hopeless? And what that means is, I believe I've done everything I could do, but it's still crazy. But if, if you are not getting what you want and you know you haven't done something, you wouldn't necessarily be hopeless. You'd be kind of frustrated, disappointed with yourself, but you wouldn't be hopeless because you go, well, I ain't tried that yet. Right? So if you really listen, you'll find out what you haven't been doing. Right? God's trying to inject hope, even though it's a stretch. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to inject hope. Okay. All right. So now, now let's go to, now you can read Proverbs 27, 6 and understand it here. Uh, verse 2. It says, as the bird by wandering and as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Now, we don't have to be rocket scientists to understand what that's saying. It's saying if, if you're experiencing the results of the curse, poverty, sickness, and death, uh, you know, stuff being devoured, it says it doesn't show up causeless. It just didn't show up. But in your mind, you're going, well, I ain't had nothing to do with that. You know, like I was <laughs> asking a young fellow about the, about, about the peppermint. He's like, well, I gave it to my mom. I, you know, like, uh, get her. She should have took responsibility for the peppermint that you gave me to be responsible for. Right? But that's how we roll, right? God has given us a purpose and, and, and a, a plan to be fulfilled. And we go, well, you know, if my dad had been there in my life, I would, you know, it's the dad you gave me, Lord. You know, like Adam was like, it's the wife you gave me. It's the mom. Like, man, my mom was the trip. And my mom was the trip. Man, I would be successful. You know, you can only get away with that for so long. So, so I use me, yeah, you because know, I know y'all, all y'all ain't like this. Is I'm, I'm just, I'm just being a witness to what I've, I, I've done, how I blew it. Because since I was, uh, my parents was divorced, and I ended up with uh, uh, foster parents until I was 17. For a long time, it was like, well, everybody else is a trip. So, like I would say, like all oh, y'all tripping, right? I'm not really tripping. Now I'm tripping, but I'm justified because of what I went through. So, as as my cousin Karen would testify, when I first met my cousin, he had a chip on his shoulder, which was true. Had an edge, but the edge was like, yeah, because of you know, because of what I went through. Yeah, I, I don't know how I looked, but I probably was terrible. Uh, but little Newark, New Jersey. So. 
We get all different types of amens in this, in this, in this corner. So, so what I'm trying to say is I kind of live like I'm justified if I decide to go off today. And I did. Like college folk, remember I told you people can be intimidated. Oh, they were, I was doing crazy stuff and wasn't nobody going to say nothing. When I say there wasn't nobody going to say nothing, not because they was worried about me beating them up. Ain't nobody was trying to hear Keith's mouth. Man, you go talk to him, man. He cussing folk out for no reason. Well, you going to tell him? I'm not telling him. Because you can't tell him nothing. Right? Now, now y'all still think I'm talking about me, don't you? I just want to let that soak in because y'all just sitting there going, man, what's, what was wrong with you, Pastor Keith? Cussing people out for no reason. But, see, I had a reason. All I went through, I'm justified. Like I went around, like, you know how, uh, you know how they have those, uh, okay, so on TV they got the ticker that goes by at the bottom if you watch ESPN and tell you what's going on. Yeah, but you know how, like, you ever seen, like, the lightest signs, uh, like if you've ever been in, in uh, Times Square and it's like scrolling around the building, I think we think there's a lighter sign scrolling around our head. So when we funky, everybody go, oh, 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 you had a bad day, didn't you? <laughs> they abused you, didn't they? No, nah, no, nah, go ahead, man. You can go off. It's cool. It's cool. I know how it is. Hey, hey, everybody at the job. Keith has gone through a lot. So, yes, you guys are responsible to get your job done, but Keith is going to be funky today. Uh, he's not going to be able to connect to nobody today because he's been through a lot. No, see, it's right there on his forehead. Yeah, there it is. It's going running right there. All right, so just leave him alone. You know, just let him be funky. That's how we think, right? At a certain point, God said, Keith, okay, yes, your, your parents left you with strangers. I get that. But this stuff that you're dealing with now, you caused See, at a certain, certain age, it's you. Even though you want to like, because I went through this, man, I, I told somebody this. I said, man, you can't keep milking what I went through. It, like, it's like 20 years later, 30 years later. Now it's, it's, it's you're responsible for your choices. All right? Okay, so keep that in mind. Curse causeless shall not come. So if you don't recognize that, you won't look at the cause, right? You just go, well, I don't know why. Look, look, look. Mr. Moore, I don't know where this curse came from. Surely it wasn't nothing I did. Why would you say that first? I mean, because if it's you, you, you could do something about it. But if it's everybody else, I mean, how are we going to find out where it is? So that means you just say, well, Rob, I'm stuck. Stuck with the curse, all right? So curse causes, right? All right, so now, now, we spent time talking about, he said, bring your ties in the storehouse. You have to be meet my house. Prove me that I won't pour out a blessing you might, you won't have room enough to receive. So obviously, the blessing extinguishes the curse, right? Right, so what he just told you, he said, he said remember I told you, he said, uh, just all you have to do is stay in covenant with me with the seed, where your treasures, your heart is. I, I'm, I'm doing a little review, but I'm going to give you scripture, chapter and verse. Right? So, so God has set us up where he says, if you're obedient, with what's, what you value the most, you'll get in covenant with me, and I'll pour that blessing on you. Right? If you're disobedient with what you value the most, that, that means your heart is more with the world, poverty, sickness, and death, Right? 
right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, right? That means you love the world more than you love me. So covenant or tithing or offering or obedience is about love. It's, 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 I love God, so I'm going to be obedient. It's the least I can do. I mean, you sent your son to die for me. You've provided me all these things. The least I can do is be obedient. That's the least. Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The least you can do. At, at bare minimum, that's what I'm doing. Romans 12.1. You read it for yourself. Study it out. Don't take my word for it. That, that's the least. What are you talking about? Now, now there's a much more we can do. We're saying, okay, at this point, I'm as weak as I can be. Tell me just what's the least I can do. Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Right? So we got, we got, we, we there so far? Because we, we, we connecting stuff. We, we making a case here, right? All right, so, so remember we, so we was talking about how I read, we read through Luke 16 last week, 10 through 12, and it was, it, we were talking about he's as faithful in the least to be faithful in the much. And then it goes on, to, if you're faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the true riches, right? Luke 16, 10 through 12, right? Just for the sake of time, I, I didn't go read it just, just now. So unrighteous mammon, if, it's, 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 it's what's been produced by man money. He says, but when you take the seed from that and you offer it to me, it converts over to true riches. I'm going to give you chapter and verse, but I just, I just want to... I just want, I wanted to pull from last week to, to, to continue our case for this week. So I share with you, like, God has set things up where we, we want to exchange some things. So, so in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Genesis 1-1, right? And you'll see and, and is a conjunction. Heaven and earth together. His goal was for us to enjoy things on earth as they are in heaven. Uh, Ma uh, Matthew 16, the Lord's Prayer, right? On earth as it is in heaven. So he never intended for heaven and earth to be separate. No, he never intended that. That happened after, after sin, after they disobedience again. See, disobedience takes us out of the presence of God. It separates from the presence of God. And if you can stay in disobedience long enough, the presence of God won't even exist to you. The heaven realm would be a fantasy to you. Uh, so I'll give you an example. Um, uh, ah, what's it? The name of the movie is called Instinct. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. I give them their props, whatever. Uh, so, so I watched the movie, and uh, so Anthony Hopkins was, was, you know, I don't know, plane crash. He was raised with the gorillas. So when they captured him, they also captured his number one gorilla. And so they put the gorilla in a cage. So finally, you know, he, he developed a relationship with, with the uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And they go to the, the, the cage, and he opens the cage. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is a gorilla, right? He go, man, what you doing, man? He said, no, 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 don't worry about it. He says, when they first captured this gorilla, he can still see himself swinging through the trees, running through the grass, like in the wild. And he still saw it. Even though he was in bondage, locked up, he still saw himself free. He says, then the longer he spent into the cage, then it became a distance almost like, was I in the jungle? Or am I tripping? Then he says, by now, it's a fantasy to him. It's not even real. He doesn't even see himself as a gorilla. 
Why? He opened the cage and walked in. The gorilla was sitting there in a stupor. No, none of that. He had went from a gorilla to having an improper image of himself. Lost sight of himself. The scripture says, uh, now we're looking through a glass darkly. Then face to face. Now we know in part, then we'll know even as we're known by God. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. We, we lose sight of who we are and we settle for the limits that we've, that, that's been thrust upon us. So all he saw is the cage. I'm, uh, now now he, he lost sight of who he was. And that's what happens, right? All right so, just, so, so God has set this, this, this system up of heaven and earth to work together. When you lose sight of heaven and earth, you honestly think if God asks for a tithe on offering, you lose something. But God's just saying, let's stay in covenant. I mean, I know how it works. You're in the earth realm, and you're going to be tempted to depend on your resources, not me. But I'm the one that got you the resources. It's, you know, like you're going, to be depend you're going to be tempted to depend on the treasure. Not knowing that, how did you get the treasure? Me. Right? You're going to lose sight of our system. Uh, Genesis 8.22, seed, time, and harvest. It takes faith to sow any level of seed. Back in the day, I mean, more, more, there was more farmers than, than is represented in this room right now. But you know what it takes to take uh, some seed and put it in the ground and trust that this seed is going to produce a tree or a cabbage, a carrot? Okay, so we're going to do the, the seed test. Most of you already know this test. Um, but uh, if you take the seed and you put it in the ground and you get an orange tree, right? So where did the orange tree come from? Did it come from the seed? Some people will say, oh, of course, it came from the seed. Well, then that's the case. Then all we got to do is open up the seed and the orange tree will pop out, right? Never happened, right? Some people may say, oh, it came from the ground. Okay, well, if that's the case, why put the seed in the ground? We could just keep digging until we find that tree that the seed's supposed to pull out. Never happens, does it? <laughs> right? Never happens, does it? No, because you planted a seed in the earth realm and you pulled on a tree from the heaven realm. Miracles are happening all the time. Explain it then. If, that's not, if that didn't happen, then explain it. Because I ain't never seen nobody dig up in the ground and, and it's just a bunch of trees sitting under there. Right? How come... So, so, so you got it. It's, 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 you're making an exchange. This is the thing. Our life is designed to make an exchange. Heaven and earth exchanging all the time. Jacob was sitting there praying and uh, praying in God's presence and he saw the angels ascending and de descending from heaven, moving all the time because angels hearken to the word of God. So when you speak things in existence, the angels are moving on your behalf because angels don't, angels don't choose to obey. That's all they know. If they hear the voice of God, they move it. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Matthew 18, right? So, 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 but if you don't know that, you ain't operating that way. When a demand is placed on you, you ain't placing a demand on heaven if heaven doesn't exist to you. You start to worry based on what you have, not making decisions based on what he has, okay? See, so, so if, you, if you get caught up in the world system, all, you, you, all your decisions will be based on what you can see. But God wants you to make decisions based on what you can't see. Don't look at the things that you see for their temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for their eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18. I'm giving you the scriptures so you can study them for yourself. Don't I'm just connecting them. I'm, I'm triangulating them. I'm not trying to overwhelm you. I just want you to have enough 
information to study it for yourself because I, see, I'm not speaking based on my opinion. I'm speaking based on exhaustive research and authentication based on the word. Sometimes we're disobedient based on how we feel. It's limited to how we feel. No, no, break it down. If I, if I share something with you and you say, well, I don't think that's necessary. Okay, now you break it down why it's not necessary. I just broke it down to you why it is. Yeah, just give me the chapter first. I'll go study it out too. Even if you don't believe the word, break down why it's not, why the word is not true. Oh, don't hit me with the whole, uh, uh, it, could, it could have been changed. That's still speculation. Did you see it change? Were you there when they changed it? And then if you, does the word show imperfections that show that somebody changed it? Now, I'm not trying to be sarcastic or funny. I'm just saying, if you really read it, the reason I believe it, I'm from Newark. I was taught, don't trust nobody. I lived my life that way. I definitely wasn't trusting no church. And I definitely wasn't trusting no, no black and white words until I started reading it and studying it. And it just kept backing itself up, backing itself up, backing itself up, backing itself up. Back. I, matter of fact, I've never seen a book written like that in my entire life. Supernatural, but also intellectual, but also powerful? Never, ever. Now, I don't know that because somebody told me. I know that because it was worth it to me to find out. Okay? All right, so good, good, good. Y'all still with me? Because I'm, I'm making a case here. I just want y'all to keep flowing with me. All right, so we can talk about this exchange that needs to be take place. So we must convert the uncertain riches or the unrighteous mammon, right, into true riches. That's what the goal is, right? So, so to do that, we have to pull the blessing on top of it. And the way we do that, God is saying, no, 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 no. Listen, I ain't stupid. You live on this earth realm. I've given you richly all things to enjoy. I've given you enough for bread for your food. So most of the apple is for, for who? For us. 90% of the apple. He's just saying don't eat the seeds. I, I don't want it just to be an apple. I want the apple to eventually be a tree and the tree to eventually be an orchard. That's all. So that's with everything he's given us. He's, he, he, go back to Genesis. He produced it with the seed in it. So you can replenish. And he told us, our first job, have dominion, authority and rule, be fruitful, multiply and replenish. Man, you can go through the Bible and look at all the commandments you want. Everything's going to line up. Have dominion, be fruitful, multiply and replenish. Like, like that, it ain't rocket science. If, I, if, I, if, if we start a ministry, right? Have dominion, authority in this realm, right? Be fruitful, produce within the ministry. Multiply what's it, what I put in you and others. And replenish. So there's ministry extending all over. If, I, if I'm playing on a team, same thing. If I'm a singer, same thing. If, I'm a, if I have a business, same thing. It doesn't change. When you get selfish and you hoard and, and covet, it's called covetous, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem right there. Because things are coming into you, but you're like a dead sea. It comes in. I'm not saying, I didn't say no names. I'm saying the person that does that is like a dead sea. Stuff goes in and it just gets consumed. It dies right there. That's why they call it the dead sea. Because stuff goes in and it dies. It doesn't, it's supposed to flow out. When it flows out, it stays alive. Life is going through that thing. Anything that's receiving and giving is alive. Anything that's receiving and consuming is dead. 
and dying. All right. All right. So we talk about this exchangers, and we said that we're trying to pull on that unrighteous or no uncertain, uncertain riches and unrighteous mammon, change it into true riches. And I'm gonna explain what true riches is. Uh, so when I have something on earth, I make an exchange. Ephesians 1 3. Let's go to Ephesians 1 3. All right, Ephesians 1 3. And, 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 you know, I know some people are just new coming to the church, but this is the first time we've exhaustively taught on this in the, our seven years of existence. And that's not, that's not you guys' fault, that's Pastor Keith, because, you know, you, know, you study where God tells you to plan. You knew, I knew I was in the Bible Belt, and I knew so many people have been in churches that, you know, when you have an abundance of churches, you, that means you have something that's doing right, but you got a whole lot that's, that's not. And so people are used to people hustling and stuff like that. So all you could do is develop a relationship where people get to know you and trust you, which seven years, a number of completion. We're going into new beginning. So, hey, now, if you don't know me by now. I know that sounded terrible, didn't it? That's past my two seconds. I went to three and cracked. <laughs> all right, so I'm saying, so, so if you don't know me by now, you'll never, never, never know me. So. So I could be confident in sharing what I'm sharing with you because by now you should know your pastors and leaders and in your family, right? All right, so so Ephesians uh, one three it says now so we're talking about having a blessing. So this is blessed. Blessed be uh, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So, this, so there's spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but we want it to be on earth as it is in heaven. We don't want to just stay in heaven. So God says you have to make an exchange for that. It needs your heart. That's how you make the exchange. It needs your heart. Now, God understands where your treasure is, your heart is. Uh, Matthew uh, 6, 21. We're going get to get into the Matthew 6 in a minute. But, and, and, and again, I don't really have to like break that down. We don't need no King James or nothing to break that down. Why are you working all these hours? Why are you out there hustling? Why are you, you trying to get extra degrees? To get more money, right? Why are you working extra overtime? To get more money. Why you want extra clients? To get more money, right? Why are you on the road? For more money, right? I mean, why are you out there on the road? I, I was about to crack a joke, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I said, I can do that. I said, stay focused. Right? But that's why, right? Right? Would you, did we send the resumes out for what? Most of the time when we depress is based on? Lack of money. Don't, hey, don't, don't try to lie. Don't try to lie. You ha hey, guarantee you get a bonus. You get extra money. Money come out of nowhere. Well, what, like, and, and you could be the funkiest person around. Like, what's up, man? How you doing? Pastor Mel, what's going on, man? Hey, Pastor Mel, you know what? I just love being around you. Otherwise, interpret it, I just got a fat bonus check. <laughs> right? So that means it means something. Uh, as one of the pastors went to his grandfather's house. You know, I mean, his great-grandfather's house. He said, well, uh, granddad, God told me to pay off all your debt. Now, this dude wasn't really caring about the guy's church or nothing like that, had a little edge, funky, sit on a porch, smoke a cigarette, cigar, have his drink or whatever. When he told him that, this, his, look, he came alive. He came alive. He got, all of a sudden, he's healthy. You know, he's dragging around. What you want, boy? 
Paid off all his debt? Whoa! Like, hey, hey, you know, grandson, you know, what I like about what you was teaching the other week. Why, why? Because we navigate in this world. I'm not saying nobody's greedy or nothing like that. I'm just saying we're in this world, right? That's how we exchange. We're making exchanges. All, all God is saying, while you're making exchanges, make sure your number one exchange is to get the blessing. Because if you don't, even what you have will be devoured. He says, I don't want you to accumulate all these things and just have them devoured. I don't... I don't want you to build it on faulty thrones, right? All right, so you got me so far? All right, so we talked about the exchange. So the amazing thing is that the seed is being exchanged all the time, right? With the exception of hoarders. Hoarders don't exchange nothing. They just consume it, right? The thing is, what are you exchanging your, your, your resources for? Is it for smokers, for drinkers, for parties, vehicles? Or are you exchanging it for the blessing? See, that's the thing, because we're making exchanges all the time. I, I don't have to get into that, what that means, right? You understand? You, you make it, because even a person, man, I just, you know, preachers take your money. I ain't give my money to them. But you know, like, if you go to a bar and drink, that's like 300% interest on that drink. Like, you pay for a drink that costs more than a bottle. So you, you just made an exchange? You just use your resources. I, I only have to get into drugs. Like, like y'all know that's like crazy. Like you just, you know, like debt, you're paying for stuff. Your, your mortgage, you know you're paying like, you end up paying three times the, the, the amount of the, what the house is worth. So you're making an exchange. It's just not necessarily exacting the blessing all the time. Right? You know, when you don't want to cook at home, that food, you know good and well, I mean, you can go to a game and they make you pay like $5 for a hot dog. That's like seven packs of hot dogs <laughs> for a hot dog. And you, because you at the game, you're like, well, you know, you know, it's a game. You know, we want to enjoy the experience. Right? So you're making exchanges all the time is what I'm saying. But are you get exacting a blessing? Right? All right, so, so, Look at John 2. John 2, all right, 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple inside the church those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. It says, and when he had made a scourge of small, uh, of small cords, he basically uh, tied, a, tied, tied together a whip, he drove them out of the temple and and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers of money and overthrew the tables. So, so look, they was changing money. But see, the whole thing was about pen, penance because they knew you had to give, you had to give uh, sheep and stuff like that, you know, for atonement. So they're in there selling like, yo, yo, you at church, you probably used all your resources. Tell you what, we'll, you can buy some sacrifices, <laughs> you know, at a percentage, you know, since you waited to the last minute and you used up the resources you were given, you consumed everything. They, so they was changing money. Why, why did, the Bible could have said anything. See, see, so th th there's, there's exchanges being made all the time. I gave you last week, so, so, so just for the sake of time, 
We're not going to read through this passage. We're going to read through another one. But Mark 5, 24 through 30, remember the woman with the issue of blood. It said when she spent all she had on physicians. So she had resources. She wasn't exchanging it for the blessing, which is, you know, if poverty, sickness, and death is the curse, then what? Wealth, health, and eternal life is the blessing. So instead of being exchanged for the blessing and having health, she was exchange, making exchanges to the doctors that couldn't heal her. It's a 12 years she spent all she had. Right? So she's making an exchange, just not for the blessing. She was just, she was just more cursed. I mean, somebody is, has an issue of blood for 12 years. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't you call that the devourer or the curse? All right, okay, good. So let's go to uh, Matthew 25, right? Matthew 25. Come on, let's work, work with me because uh, I, I committed to read the scriptures versus quote all of them so you can see it for yourself. You know, increase your memory by 66% by writing stuff down, but also visually seeing it. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it a little different here. We're going to read 15 through 30, but I'm going to start with verse 23 through 27, and then we'll go back. So it says, uh, his Lord said unto him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee rule over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Uh, okay, now this is the, remember we did the talents with the kids? So this one, he gave one five, he gave one two, one one. I'm at verse 23. But I'm, I'm talking about what took place uh, in the previous verses. Uh, he, gave, he gave one, well, I'll just start at verse 15, just for the sake of conversation. It says, under one, well, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is a man is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered it to, unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway he took his journey. His journey. Now when he says several ability, what, what I want to make a case for is their ability to make an exchange in faith. Right? All right, so then he, he, uh, he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made another five. Likewise, he that received two also gained two. He that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord, uh, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he had, that had received five talents came and brought other five, so an additional five, uh, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents. His Lord said unto him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful, full of faith, over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So not only did you get more by making an exchange, but now I can let you rule over many things because you're operating in my system. You, you're going to carry the blessing in whatever I make you rule over. And let's see, so what did I just read? I read 23 just now? 22, okay. Well, I read 21. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest to me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now, this is, ties into Luke 16. He that's faithful over a few will be faithful over much. He that's faithful 
with the unrighteous mammon, he'll commit to him the true riches. So the riches wasn't just more stuff. It was also more authority in life, right? And then uh, verse 23, verse 24, uh, that uh, then he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not uh, strewed. He says, I was afraid in fear and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that in thine hand. So I, he basically gave him back what he gave him. His Lord answered and said to him, Thou wicked and slowful. Twisted is what wicked means. Slowful, of course, is lazy, servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strewed. Thou oughtest therefore have, look, put the money to what? The exchangers. He says, then at my coming, I should have received mine own usury. Usury means interest. He said, I would at least got some interest. Like I gave you seed and all you did was put it in your pocket. Right? He says, uh, uh, it says, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has 10. So the person that, that maximized what he gave him, he said, give him more. Right? Uh, he says, for everyone that has shall be given and he that, and he shall have abundance. So he not only shall be given, but he'll be given abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away that which he has. And cast ye... Uh, the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Right? So, so he's saying how we process what God has afforded us because God is trying to do something in his kingdom. It's not just about our life. And he's trying to make sure that we, we are operating in a level of abundance and overflow because when he sends people that are in need to us, we'll be able to impact their lives. Not, man, like, I can't do nothing for you. Like, you know, I've just consumed everything I have, right? All right, so this is scripture. Again, it's not for con conviction. It's not for con condemnation, but it is for conviction because we're experiencing a devour. You know, some of us are this, uh, or a decision away from losing something that's very dear to us uh, that we've obtained all because we've taken for granted God's system. All right, so, so Matthew 6, 19. Let's go to Matthew 6, uh, verse 19. Again, I'm, I just want you to have the chapter and verse so I know because I'm reading these, it's, it's extending how long I would normally take if I just quoted it. Uh, so last, Matthew 6, 19, it says, Lay up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moss and rough they'll corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. We know the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he says, if you're going to establish or build a treasure, don't build it upon the earth. Right? He says, because it can easily be consumed, right? It can be devoured because if, if, if look, it says verse 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. So he's basically saying, protect your stuff from being devoured, right? It says, then he says, look, where, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So he's saying your treasure your heart, your heart is connected. So he says, take your heart and attach it to the kingdom, to heaven, to the, to the heaven realm, right? All right. So first, first Timothy six. Come on, let's 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 go. You know, before y'all get antsy. I don't know what y'all gonna do when there's revival. When, when you hear hear four straight weeks of teaching, you be like, well, I don't want to be blessed. I'm out. <laughs> you know, like. But if the game going to overtime, boy, you sitting there, ain't you? 
It was a, what's it, Buffalo Wild Wings? Sweet! You know, like, like, like it went in overtime. Like, like what, what, what happened to you had to be to work? I thought you had to be to work the next morning. If somebody called you, man, listen, I got to be to work. I got to give me some sleep. But, but the Giants went in overtime. You're up all night. I, I, I threw in the Giants because I know they like the Giants and they got it. Never mind. But, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is if it's your team, you good. I don't care what it is. Ask the young folk. Yeah, I had to do homework, but the but the but the game, the game's overtime. Listen, I used to back back in the day in Newark, the West Coast games came on 11:30 at night, Magic and up. I used to sneak, turn the TV on, be up watching, face the TV towards the 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 street, so the people in the house wouldn't know I was watching TV. I don't tell nobody secrets, but that's what I used to do, right? Uh, well, back then it was on wheels, you know. Now they're on the wall, it mess you up. But I used to do that. Why? So I didn't care about what time it was. When it's important to you, you don't care about the time, you don't care about the cost. You stand in a line wrapped around the, the building to get tickets to the concert. Oh, but we can't wait in church for a second. And, and, and let's be honest, you get into the concert, it wasn't even worth it. You, try, you went in the concert for, the, for what you heard on the album, which was digitally, digit, digit, digitally re, remixed. Keep it real, that fool can't sing. They put all types of, listen, I, I know how to do sounds. You can put all types of echo, and uh, what we say in the studio. You, you can make it wet. You can add all types of uh, 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 stuff on, make anybody sound good. So you sitting there going, man, he sounds so good on the album. Yeah, on the album. It was, that, that's post-production. You getting the real voice right there. That dude can't sing. He's just drinking and smoking all night. How you gonna sing? I got no voice. And you pay tremendous amount. Or you go see the fight. Or even pay for view, you know, pay hundred dollars to see the fight, and it's over in a minute and a half. You paid a hundred dollars for a minute and a half, not even an hour. Oh, but if you're in church, look, and then you had to wait all night to see the fight. They put there's sixteen other people that you don't even like. You know, you like what time the fight start? They ain't start yet. It's just eleven thirty, eleven eleven. Yeah, like man, you ain't saying I gotta be to work tomorrow. You like the fight, the fight, the fight. You know, everybody talking, messing around, and then it's a minute and a half. Stayed up all night. That's so we gotta be a little more serious when we're in church. That's all. All right, so yeah, I just you know I just want you to think because sometimes we we uh we just look at things weird sometimes. I'm not paying that much for that lotion. I mean, I know that's, that's like a different, but look at it, how much you pay per ounce. Six ounces, you pay $4. Look at gas. Like, we, we'll go, I'm not paying that much for gas. You're paying the same amount you pay for lotion for a gallon of gas, but you only pay for two, three ounces of the lotion. But it's okay for the lotion, but, man, that gas costs too much. How we, it's how we look at things, man. I, I don't know why I slipped that in, but just want us to think. Because I, I think... And, and I'm not putting nobody down. I'm just saying sometimes we're letting people think for us. And we're not really, uh, we're too busy to pay attention for ourselves. So Luke, uh, 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. I gave you time to get to at least uh, 1 Timothy 6. So this is a scripture that you hear a lot. Verse 10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Key word, the love of money. It didn't say money is the root of all evil. It said the love of money. Remember, it's just like loving the world. You should be loving God, right? It says, which while some coveted after. Remember, I told you, when you're not in covenant, you're in covetous. It says, it says while some coveted after. Look at this. They have erred from the faith. 
if they covered after money, covet, if it's all about money will keep me, protect me, secure me, it will please me, right? It says, air from the faith, look, and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. If you're dealing with many sorrows, are you covering after money? Okay, all right, so, so let's just see, that went over real well. All right, so verse 11, it says, but thou, O man, flee these things. It says, flee doing this and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Why did it say that after saying love and money? Like, it's, it, it, it's the next verse. It's not like in a whole nother chapter or something. Then it says, fight the good fight of faith. Look, it's talking about it's a fight of faith to actually operate in God's system. Lay hold on eternal life. That's the heaven realm. Right? It says, lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Look, it says, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things. It says, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate's witness a good, good confession. It says that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which in times, which in his times, he shall show who is the blessed and only partner, king of kings and lord of lords, who only has, who is still talking about Jesus and the king, who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach, whom no man has seen, uh, nor can see, to whom be honor and power and everlasting. Amen. Look, now all this is in the same sentence. Verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world. So it's still talking about the same topic that they be not high-minded nor trust, look at this, in uncertain riches, but in the living God. It said, don't trust in the unrighteous man and the uncertain riches, trust in the living God. See, you think this is, this is like a, a, a rebuke. No, this is forethought. This is a forecast. God saying, I promise to send you something. The way you've been rolling, it's, you're just going to lose it. I'm telling you what to do now so I can trust you and make you rule over many things. So when it comes, do what I'm telling you, right? Okay, all right, so, so all right, I, I, it's gonna make sense here in a second. All right, look, it says, it says, uh, be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So he says, I'm giving you things to enjoy, just not to lord over you. So when you, take your, when you, when you give your seed, you're saying, hey, I appreciate all this, but I know I, know I got to honor God where God came from, right? It says, look, that they do good. Now, now it says, this is what he was telling the rich folk, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. That means minister to those that are without or poor. So it says you're rich. I want you. Look, I said I came that you might have life and have more abundantly. It's just you lost sight of why I gave you the abundance. Not why I gave you all the stuff for you to enjoy. Enjoy it. I mean, get your house, get your car, whatever. He says, but now you get into covetous, covetous when you think you're supposed to, de to, to depend on that and not me. So when, it, when, someone, when, when I send you someone that I want you or send you uh, ministry or missions or something you're supposed to do, you get tight because you're like, but, but I got to give away something. That's why I gave you abundance. Like, come on, we're getting, we're getting a little carried away, aren't we? 
I gave you richly all things to enjoy, right? It says, it says willing to, it says, look, when it says you're distributing and willing to communicate, that's give to the poor, it says laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against what? The time to come. That they may lay hold on eternal life. That's why I told you that's what eternal life is. I'm mindful of the heaven realm, what I have for me in the heaven realm, right? It says, uh, all right, I'm going to read two passages, Mark 10 and Luke 12, and then we're, we're done. All right, verse 17. It says, when he was gone forth in the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, remember he said lay hold on eternal life, you know, and see, when you see the word life, that's something extended beyond a moment. That's something that keeps living, right? So he says, I want e eternal life. So what I'm experiencing, I want to, that I'm enjoying, I want to extend. It, I want it to live. So if, if God gives you resources, you don't just want resources just for that day, right? You want it to extend. And it lives through your seed, right? So he says, what, what should I do that I may uh, inherit eternal life, right? It says, and Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. It says, thou knoweth the commandments. So he's saying, what should I do? He says, you know, commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, witness defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, master, all these I have observed from my youth. He says, then Jesus beholding him, loved him, now he's saying this out of love and said unto him, one thing thou lacketh. He says, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor, those that are without. And thou shalt have, look, he didn't say, I'm taking something from you, so I'm trying to get something to you. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and take up thy cross and follow me. I'm also going to give you a level of authority to roll with me. You see, he didn't say, look, he, this passage is not in every book of the Bible. So he wasn't saying this to everybody. He was saying this to him because he had, okay, I'll explain here. Uh, what, did I, what did I just end up? 21? And, and he was sad at the same and went away grieved. Why? Because he had great possessions. He was hoarding. He was covetous. Like, like why did he have great possessions? He should have been what? Distributing. It didn't say he shouldn't have the possessions. It said he had great possessions. He wasn't distributing nothing. He was just hoarding, just, 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 just building it up, which, I, which I'll explain here in a second. And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, because the disciples see all this, says, how hardly shall they have, that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? He didn't say they wouldn't enter. It says it's hard. And then he explained the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus why were they astonished? Because they had stuff. Disciples, you ain't astonished if you ain't got nothing. Look, but Jesus, another verse said they were astonished and they said, well, who can be saved? <laughs> if, if, if this is the criteria, it says, but Jesus answered again and said unto them children, how hard is it for them that, look, trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It says it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter in the kingdom, in, in the kingdom of God, Right? And, and then he goes on to say, uh, and they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Because a part of salvation is prosperity. We go, we're prospering. Like, so 
If we if if we have stuff and we can't get in based on you said a camel can't get through an eye of a needle. He said, man, look, Jesus looked upon them and said, with men is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Then Makita, then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all. If you ain't got nothing, what all you have? He says, We have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive, look, a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brethren, sister, mother, children, lands, with persecution, look, and, so now in this time he'll receive a hundredfold, and in the world to come, eternal life. Now in this time, and the world to come, life and abundant life, Right? But pastor, you just said it's harder for a rich man to get, to get into heaven than a camel to get through eye of a needle. And people that's been at this church understand what that really means. It's not talking about a sewing needle. You ain't getting in. It's the, 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 the cities had uh, uh, gates, and the gates to enter in were shaped like the eye of a needle. But the camels would come in, and they would have a heavy load on them. So either they, if the load wasn't too high, they could drop to their knees and crawl in, or they had to take the load off, the camel had to crawl in and then put the load back on. He used that scenario because the guy had great possessions. He was loaded up. So it was a bit hard for him to get in. And, and Jesus says, why are you so loaded up? There's plenty of people that can benefit from your overflow. I, your cup is running over. So, so just let it run over to impact other people's lives. You ain't going to miss a beat. The reason why you won't miss a beat because when you let the overflow pour into somebody else, that seed. That helps what you have to live out ahead of you. But if you just carrying around this load, okay, uh, what did I tell you? This is the last scripture I promise, Luke 12. Last passage, Luke 12. Because, you know, I just want you to re research. Now, all it, we read a lot of scriptures, right? Yeah. They're all in the Bible, right? Yeah. Why are they all in there? God just be throwing stuff in the Bible just to, okay, that was sarcastic. God is not just putting stuff in the Bible just to be putting it in there. Luke, Luke 12, right? 13. 13, where are you at? Where are you at? 13. All right, so look, and, and I don't know what your Bible reads. My, my Bible reads this. The heading is the prosperous farmer, right? It says, and, and, and one of the companies said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he may divide the inheritance with me. So, uh, you know, the cousins deal with this, you know, like, you know, sharing. Like, I'm always getting them sharing. One to be on the drums and the other person to come. Hey, well, can I get one of the sticks? Bruh, can you see I'm, I'm drumming right now? So I got to say, no, no, no. It's for everybody. You got to share. Right? Y'all got that, right? It's for everybody. You got to share, right? Right? Because some people, just, they struggle with sharing. So this is, this, this is how, this is what opened up this wisdom from Jesus. He says, man, you know, my brother don't want to share the inheritance. It's an inheritance. That means it ain't, it ain't a penny. It's abundance. You have a brother. Right? Listen, man, I got the inheritance. You know what? When somebody leaves an inheritance and they leave it to a certain sibling, they're leaving it to the sibling that they trust that will make sure everybody in the family is taken care of. They're not just leaving it to them. They're like, well, I trust you and I know you're going to share. Right? All right, so, so, so 13, where I tell you? 13, right? And he said, and he said unto him, this is Jesus, man, who made me judge or a divider over you? 
But then he broke down some wisdom and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. We just told you what covetousness is, hoarding, keeping to yourself. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Your life is bigger than all the things that you store up. And he spake a parable unto them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. So he got a lot of stuff. He said, and he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. So he was getting so much stuff. He was like, I'm running out of places to hold it. Right. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns. Well, first of all, if he's getting all this stuff and he got barns, he's got a lot of stuff stored in the barns. But he ran out of room with the barns that he had. Right. Uh, he says, uh. I will put down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. Look, and I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee because you didn't do nothing to protect yourself from devour. You, you, you're subject to the curse, bro. He says, he says, then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So he that layeth up treasures for himself is not rich towards God. See, 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 see the different exchange? We're talking about unrighteous and true riches. And so we have to watch laying up for ourselves or, or hoarding. See, this dude had barns. So God gave him richly all things to enjoy. Fill up your barns. God's good with that. He says, now, when you don't have room for your barn, that's your overflow that I want you. Look, you, you're my distribution center. I'm using you to impact other people. That's why I gave you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. That's why I'm pouring out a blessing you have room enough to receive. That's why I'm rebuking devour for yourself. Say, that's why when you give, it's given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Look, it, all you have to do is one thing, give. And it just says, it's given unto you good measure. Good measure is what you gave, this is worth the return. But then they pressed it down. They would give out grain. They would give them good measure. Press it down. Now, nah, that's not enough. We got to give you more. Shaking together to make sure some of the grains would fall in and make more room for more. Running over, shall men give into your bosom. Why? Because God wants you to be willing to, to distribute and to communicate to others. Not, uh, uh, Acts chapter 4, when they gave, uh, when, when the disciples said, uh, man, they were so, the power, we talked about revival, the, they had revival, the power of God was flowing. And, and everybody was so focused on God's word and sanctification and the power of God, signs, wonders, miracles, but some people showed up at the meeting and was like, uh, listen, man, I don't know if I can stay long, man, because, man, I got to go back out to the fields, man, because, man, I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm going to pay for my house. Whoa, 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 we ain't got no time for you to be focused on, on your lack. Hey, so they start selling stuff to make sure nobody lacked. Like, like so, so why? So everybody can stay in agreement in the power of God and affect cities and states and the world. But when everybody's always just thinking about themselves, how did God get kingdom work done? See, God wants us to, oh, listen, I, we didn't get into it, we'll get into it next week. When the blessing fell on people's lives, the, the people was like, this is the seed that the Lord has blessed. 
Look, look, look I want to be. I, I want to be. I want to connect with them, not because they got a track. You, you know the track. You know the track. These people go out and evangelize, and they got a track that says, uh, "If you accept Jesus, you know, you know, might have you uh, going through a trap door and get hung or something." <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But you know what I'm saying. But, but you ever notice people run from tracks? Yeah. Like you, 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 you know, you come in the mall, brother. Can I talk to you? And they, they, you know, you look down, you see what it is. You're like, oh, here we go, one of them. Right. But if you're to see the Lord has blessed, and you pull out a track. Oh, you one of them people. Yeah, hey, hey, man, hey, 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 how much time you got? Got to take you to lunch. Anything, man, because I need to get what y'all got. But if they see, oh, one of them struggling Christians. Oh, my God, here we go. Listen, they come to the job talking about how Jesus all the time, but I hear them on the phone arguing with their spouse. Look, they always got an attitude, and they don't never want to do nothing. And complaining about finances all day. Tell you what, that's okay. I'll just stay with what I'm doing because I could do bad all by myself. Why, why, why bring Jesus to the party? But if you are are living the way God wants you to live, and things are flowing over in your life, the Bible says this is what the Gentiles seek. It says, and I know you have needed these things. Just seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all things will be added. God just want to bless us, y'all. That's all he doing. Like, y'all think it's about a punishment. Man, we got to go to church. We got to read the word. We got to be sanctified. Oh, and now we got a tithe. Oh, God's try- God wants to bless you so you could be a blessing. That, look, you're redeemed from the curse of the law. Poverty, sickness, and death. So the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. And in Genesis 12, we talked about it last week. The blessing was, I want to bless you. I want to bless them to bless you. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I'll curse them that curse you. God's trying to exact the blessing. He ain't trying to take nothing from you. And the trip is, we'll hear that and still trust in our own flesh, trust in our own self, trust in that unrighteous mammon. And years will go by. What do they say? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. We'll do the same thing over and over and over. And we think, because we feel good this week. Remember I told you you just got a bonus. So you feel good. <laughs> Look, God was trying to set you up to extend the blessing. But you go, this is a great time to, to man, go on vacation. But this is a great time to have seven vacations, 16 outings, and purchase all types of extra stuff. Then you look up and you go, how did I get here again? Duh. Where you showed up is what you sent forward. If you sent the curse forward, you're about to keep on moving. You'll experience the curse right outside of that blessing. But if you sent the blessing forward, you just keep going to levels and levels and levels. Hey, was J.C. Penney uh, uh, said, I just want to give away all of my money. It's still stuff built to this day because of him. He couldn't give it away. The guy I told you we we sat with. He's a billionaire out of uh, Australia. He just he said he said man I just I just want to give away my money. So he just get the money. He was giving it away. He went to the bank. He said I need you guys to give me uh, you know a couple million dollars. He's like but we we can't keep giving you money. You just give it away. He said have you ever not got your money back? He said well that's true. Okay sir. Because <laughs> because. What is it? You can't be God given. 